Welcome to the Purple Mountain Podcast with Chris and Stephen, creating a sacred and loving space to share truth and knowledge in this time of collective awakening. Good evening, friends, and welcome to another Purple Mountain video with myself, Chris and Stephen, who's joining me this evening, uh, uh, representing, we're, we're each at our own homes this evening. I'm at the Purple Mountain and Stephen's at his home. Um, so we welcome you all uh, to this video. We're going to wait a few minutes just till we get a few people coming online. Um, but it's a pleasure to share this time with you all this evening on this special talk on reincarnation as requested uh, by everyone uh on friday night so hello to marie marsden and to ruth she's joining us straight away hello everyone oh we've got a good number of people joining us so we're really happy to be with you this evening and to be doing this video so we're just going to do a little bit of a short explanation uh first of all i hope everybody's keeping safe and well and the world's slowly um Get back to normal in small ways and i know a lot of uh, churches centers spiritual sanctuaries are making uh, preparations to reopen in some way or form so anybody that we know who uh, runs any spiritual sanctuaries or doing any spirit work we wish you the very best in your reopening and uh, we all need to stick together don't we steve and that's really important and stay positive because uh, people um we'll look to those who are working in churches centers healing sanctuaries Absolutely. guidance so we're in a tremendous um, position of responsibility and i know myself and stephen understand that and, and that's really important but this evening is all about reincarnation so this is the first video of a series we'll do on reincarnation because we have done talks in it before we find it opens up a lot of questions okay so myself and stephen this evening uh, just to be clear before we start are here to share our truths what we've learned on our journey to the best of our knowledge now please feel free take it away tear it apart question it look at it do your own research meditate on it and take what you feel right for you we are not saying you should follow this you should do that please i've got to be clear on that before we start we're just sharing the best of our we're sharing our truth because to us this is the truth that we're going to speak but it doesn't mean it is your truth okay you uh, take what's right for yourself there's going to be opportunity all night for questions uh, we're going to try and start at the beginning of things uh, best we can okay so hopefully everybody will find it really interesting of the spiritual truth of reincarnation which has um there's many, many belief systems with reincarnation, uh, the Buddhist culture and such, and it's weaved through many cultures uh, and religions as well, um, different forms, different um, belief systems on reincarnation. So we're going to share our soul. Stephen, uh, we're going to start <laughs> with yourself this evening. Uh, and, and where we want to start is we want to start with who you are. What is a spirit? Uh, what when we talk about you are a spirit within a physical body uh, your soul your spirit what is it so i'm going to hand over to Stephen, and he's going to start us off 
Well, wow, well, I, I think hi everybody, and uh, thank you very much for Chris for asking me that uh, that question, and uh, I, I would do my best to answer that. It's one of the very first questions I personally asked when I first joined the spiritual circle many many years ago. Um, I'm one of these people that um, tear stuff apart. I ask lots of questions. I was very inquisitive, so I think that's very important when you're on your spiritual path to ask questions to meditate to find those answers yourself if you're in a spiritual circle there's lots of people that will share their wisdom their knowledge but one thing that i want to add what chris was saying is that reincarnation is a simple spiritual truth it, it, it's so simple to understand that we've all on this earth each one of us have reincarnated upon the earth for a reason for a purpose there's a lot of us um, that don't understand that reason, that don't understand that purpose. I'm very fortunate, so is Chris. We're on our spiritual path. I fully accept and understand my purpose upon this earth. Uh, I feel like I'm in the right place at the right time uh, doing my work. I think that's very important. But what is a spirit? Well, a spirit is unconditional love. It is light. It is, it is truth. Now, we're all part, uh, some of these words that we're going to be using might sound a bit alien to you, uh, but that's not our intention. Our intention is to share what we know. We're all part what we call the creator. The creator, you want to call God. Uh, unfortunately, um, religion, uh, man-made religion, have distorted that truth and have yeah. manipulated that truth for thousands and thousands of years. So when we use the word God, uh, don't get your back up. Uh, don't associate that with religion, that we're all part of that greater spider's web, if that makes sense. And this is why in the spirit world, uh, we're all brothers and sisters. Uh, that's why when we all return uh, back to the spirit world, uh, we might be mum, dad, grandma, granddad physically, uh, but once we go back to the spirit world, we return back to the source, what we call the source of all creation, which is the divine light, unconditional love, truth. There's no distortions there. There's no fragmentations there. There's no fears there. It's, it's pure, unconditional love. It, it is a wondrous place. Many people call it heaven, um, um, but I don't believe in heaven or hell it's just the state of your mind um you know if if you're very distorted in this life you're very confusing you would take to a degree some of that confusion and distortion back to the spirit world but one thing i'd like to add as well before we move on to another question is that your spirit can never die your spirit will live on uh, for eternity uh, there's no time in spirit even in the constructs of time here upon our universe, what we call universal plane or cosmic plane, I don't want to go too deep about this, uh, uh, we, we, we fragment time, we confuse time. But ultimately here on the universal plane, there, there is no time, it's just a continuation of energy and vibration. I think to understand things a little bit better, uh, see yourself as pure energy pure energy and when we reincarnate uh, we um, choose we choose the physical vessel uh, the host 
a bit of a colder term the physical host the, the physical body and we choose we attach ourselves to that physical body so we are a spirit in a physical body some people have said uh, we are a we are um, a physical body within a spirit so to see it in a very different way that's that's very interesting as well so i hope i've i've explained a little bit yeah. about what the spirit is there chris yeah it's uh, um very interesting i think you put it very well um and there's a few people mentioning there about the creative consciousness uh but we have a question here straight away which is um it's quite an interesting question from Shah. So hello, Shah. I'm gonna. I think I can put it up actually on the yes, screen. You can. Yes, you can. On the screen. There we go. Could the so, family I'm in now in this life be part of my soul circle? Is it possible that we reincarnated into into new lives together in the past? I'll, do you want me to answer that, uh, Chris? Yeah, maybe just to um, start off with a little bit. What a soul group or soul circle is right uh very very simply in the spirit world there are a part of the consciousness because somebody mentioned consciousness we're part of the collective consciousness part of the collected light truth and we're all bounded and we're all connected with one another we're all brothers and sisters but um in the spirit world um there is what we call a, a spiritual division if you will there, there is different steps there's different vibrations i don't like using the word different levels because it implies that some spirits are better than others and that's not what we're yeah. saying and that's not what's like Absolutely. in the spirit world uh, what makes us different what makes us an individual what makes us an authentic self and we're going to be talking about that later on when we chris about your individuality and your authentic self that it or your reincarnation so each time i reincarnate i create to a degree a personality a character um and and i build up on that vibration for thousands of years i've reincarnated many times and so that's given me a state of evolution that's given me a state of um learning experience that's helped my spirit to grow so i will feed my learning into the greater consciousness but also feed my own consciousness my own light which means Shah, uh very simply is that um not only do we progress individually we can progress into soul groups now soul groups can consist of millions of, of spirits or Absolutely. hundreds of thousands of spirit and what will happen is that the soul group will have a, what we call a collective purpose and you can all feel and shy you've been to the purple mountain before where we often talk about a lot of the younger generation now a lot of the very bright spirits reincarnating back to the earth which means that part of their soul group is to really drive a positive change upon the earth so there will be hundreds of thousands of of the same soul group reincarnating across the earth different countries all having the same purpose now me and chris we belong to the same uh, soul group which means that our purpose our reincarnation which we'll talk about later on is to heal the earth to make positive change so part of the soul group is just a collective a consciousness of individuals who have the same purpose who are driving 
that same purpose at that same time if that makes sense i don't know if chris yeah, wants I think to that makes yeah. perfect sense it's uh driving and, and it's purpose and intention i feel are really important there and uh often we'll talk about um connecting with somebody on the earth plane for the first time and you feel that you've known them for many years and you feel an affinity with them straight away and there's a very very high chance that that person is part of the soul group uh, for example um you could have a group at the purple mountain and you may have a circle with 20 people for example and that might be such a small portion there might be thousands of you on the earth plane and and the fact that you're able to connect from the same soul group is fantastic um because once you hit the earth plane as i'm sure we'll get into um things don't always go to plan as well it's best laid plans in many ways there is cause and effect okay so um we've talked about what the spirit is i know we've another question coming up there um do you want to do another question Stephen, or do you want to no let's do one more question then we'll move on to another part because i think reincarnation yeah. is a massive subject exactly so we're going to as we've said we'll get through as much as we can and we're going to go to ian david next and he's got a question that i'm just going to put on the screen and here if it is reincarnate who do you contact in the world of spirit when you communicate with loved ones if we reincarnate well <laughs> that's very interesting that i know what you're <laughs> yeah. trying to say there ian is uh, now if you now I'll, I'll tell you a bit of a story um we communicate with somebody called uh, albert einstein who, who's who's one of our teachers here at the purple mountain hence part of our groups called the einstein initiative to, to say the very least <laughs> the very least and he says now if you believe in reincarnation now if you've lived 200 times i'm just making this up if you've lived 200 times upon the earth ian in different lives you must have during those times there could have been a good chance you could have had some children you would have had a mother and father grandparents now during those times you would have made thousands and thousands of friends and as being part of the collective consciousness don't it's it's very easy to look at things very physically and try to detach yourself on those physical thoughts and those ideas and look at things very spiritual and so in the spirit world um you know we being part of the soul group we could have had uh, a mother and father and as we progress they will move on to another soul group our children end up moving on they maybe end up being our grandparents our parents in the next life so yeah, things absolutely. change and, and change and evolve so i mean that can only happen once we're on a level of understanding and we've all moved on but ultimately um not everybody will reincarnate uh, as part of the soul group uh, when i said millions maybe only half of the soul group might reincarnate the other half may stay in in the spirit world and what might also happen is that the thousands of spirits chris that actually don't make re they don't make it yeah, absolutely you know they end up um um the mother and father don't end up conceiving you know when you choose your mother and father that doesn't happen you know plans can change like chris said you know once you hit the earth plane the earth plane uh, is so uncertain filled with temptation and things cause and effect things change over time and so but there's guides and that's why you'll have your guides you'll have your inspirers you will have your helpers and spirit that will assist you in your journey so it's not that everybody's reincarnating and no one's at home in the spirit world 
there's always somebody there. Uh, I mean, it would be probably beyond to a degree of comprehension. Uh, so I don't know if I sort of answered that question. Yeah, I think you did. That. It was an interesting question uh, to get us started uh, there. Um, but it's also, yeah, it's interesting about that side of it. What I wanted to add was um, in reincarnations, there's many belief systems that believe that it's like a constant wheel that you come back and you come back to the spirit world and you instantly get sent back that there's some god there who said right you've not done what you needed to do off you go and sort of kicks you back into this world and and at the end of the day what it comes down to is free will we all have free will and you only come back when you're ready when you want to when you feel that pull to the earth plane that you want to return um of course like stephen said you have guides inspirers you will seek people out in the spirit world for advice maybe somebody who's just uh, not long returned from the earth plane um so it, it'll take many years in our time although there's no time in spirit uh, to gain the knowledge you need and the careful consideration to coming back yeah i think i just want to add there chris as well i think a lot of people, I laugh because when we're in the movement and, and they're probably, there's a lot of people that are watching this or say, that will say, I'll never come back to this earth plane again. I, I'm so sick and tired of it. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's what everybody says. <laughs> we, we might have said that in our other life. I think yeah. what's really important, I think what we, what we really, me and Chris really want to instill to you is that the earth plane is such a wonderful, beautiful place for each one of us to experience, to learn, to evolve, even though there are many hard, hard times, difficult times, there are even more better times. The spirit grows consciously through its evolution so beautifully upon the earth. And that's why it's so valuable, isn't it, Chris? Our life upon the earth. Your life is so gifted and so important. Well, we have so I, much work to do, so much to experience. I think that's so true. It's hit the nail on the head. And I think so many of us, um, we almost sometimes want to wish life away. We wonder why we're here. We get lost in that illusion and distortion. And, and it really drags us down. And I feel that, that song of that, you know, blessed we are saying, remember why you came here. Remember your life is sacred. And it is sacred. It's very special. You are very special. It, and we've talked about this on other videos and uh, people we've interviewed have, uh, and myself and Stephen have discussed this. We tend to look to outsiders to give praise and we look for heroes and heroism when really very much the the true hero lies within you within every one of us within your power within your strength and many times what you love and respect about somebody else you actually love and respect about yourself but you would never dare say it because we're programmed not to give that self-love if that makes sense mm -hmm. so there's lots of facets to this absolutely but really it, it's uh, um very simply it is you know we all return to the earth plane whatever your purpose whatever your mission or or, or what your plan is you are here to to experience a physical life it is in those experiences that helps your spirit to grow and evolve Absolutely. yeah so we something 
uh, again myself and Stephen discuss and we've learned over the past 12 months every experience good or bad be grateful for as hard as that sounds because it's there to teach you uh, when something happens look for the lesson in it uh, look for the blessing in it in many ways of what it might teach you uh, even if you come across somebody in your life who you might have a difficult relationship with or time uh, look at what that teaches there there is something there to teach you that you have been drawn to that person for a reason so all these beautiful lessons in life um, and if you start looking at things that way um, then you start to see life in a different way I, I, I mean absolutely I did a writing not long ago about um, about there isn't such thing spirit don't see and I really accept this in my heart that there isn't a wrong path or a right path everything in on life in life every journey we take every road we take is all lessons the earth plane is filled with such wonderful lessons we make it harder as human beings a spirit in the physical body that human side that physical ego which we'll probably touch upon later on we make our journey so difficult so don't react uh, when something bad happens just question and question yourself and what i do now and i know you're starting to do this now chris as well and say well yeah. what have i learned from this lesson from this situation where maybe two three years ago i used to think oh my god what is this all about and you're panicking and you're scared Absolutely. and you say, i'm never going to come back and and you get so frustrated and really see every situation as a blessing i know that seems very uh, sort of heavenly uh, but it is very very simple see every situation as an opportunity to learn and to grow don't you agree I absolutely i totally agree and something that i'm personally seeing more and more and and we've been in that cycles i i have before we myself and stephen have said these words in the past years we're not coming back that's it <laughs> uh why have we come back and and all these questions we will ask ourselves uh, but once we start recognizing the teachings and everything and and often even if you meet somebody um if there's something in them that might be you might be struggling with your tolerance or you're seeing something there it, it might be mirroring something that lies within you so you're seeing Absolutely. that for a reason so you can repair it uh it's hard it's hard to look within sometimes but once you start to look within once you start seeing things from that angle it helps you um and it helps you not for lack of a better word i don't believe you can waste energy but it it helps you not get worked up or get yourself to that level where you're just plowing out and exhausting yourself over why uh why am i here and and this and allowing yourself to drift into a confused state really um by seeing the blessings seeing the teachings in things and and keeping them simple because so often we can create this puzzle out of a small situation where really it's just very small so it's just very small to look at i anyway, think, I think we're going a little bit on subject no, 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 that's what happens <laughs> yeah i mean we are we don't realize as as spirit in a physical body as we are beautiful creators we have the power uh, to create anything we want our state of mind is in in constant flux yeah. we have we have the ability to create such wonderful things 
And I think that's what we tried to instill in people. Know your own power. Know who you are. But there was a teaching, exactly. wasn't it, Chris? It's something that we've learned a very, very long time ago, and it's related to reincarnation, that we've... Why, if uh, the moments of uncertainty, the moments of sadness, when we make mistakes, how many of us judge ourselves so harshly when we when we've made a mistake when we've stumbled or when we've fallen it is in those moments that helps us to grow so why should we punish ourselves in those moments see that as a blessing on, yeah. <laughs> so, so see that as a positive because i mean you used to be really bad weren't you chris i mean you used to be really harsh with yourself really self-critical yeah really i think there's a I think that's important to mention them when we talk about seeing the lessons and seeing the blessings and everything that also when you do see those faults within yourself don't hammer yourself into the ground because that won't do any good either just see them in a clear honest perspective uh, but don't overdo it don't turn it into a monster that's going to engulf you if that makes sense yes yeah, so should yeah. we watch the next time the topic chris well we've got a few questions but before we go to them i just wanted to talk about uh, your preparation uh, so we've talked about being a spirit consciousness in the spirit world and what kind of preparations uh, will say stephen you're in the spirit world and you you've taken the decision to return to the earth plane what do you feel what preparations would you begin to make well that's uh, that's a very very important question and, and it is a, a very very large topic so i would try my very best to try to condense that that answer the best i can to keep things very simple and and it really depends chris and to everybody that's watching it re your decision to reincarnate is done by choice you have free will you have free will so that's very important to mention yeah. and we will keep saying that you have free will because there's great misconception and confusion in the movement to believe that you are forced to reincarnate you are not forced by anybody you are you have free will so upon your decision depends on two different factors number one you could reincarnate for a reason uh, to help the earth to do your spiritual work or two you've come back to learn some important life lessons tolerance patience or perhaps for both for both you might reincarnate to help the earth to do spiritual work but also you're going to help your spirit to grow as well and i'm mentioning that because that will be in reflection to to your planning and what i mean by that you will while you're in the spirit world you'll think you're going to uh, choose your mother who, who's going to carry your physical body you're going to choose your father to a degree but we do say that i might be a bit controversial here by saying this mothers are a little bit more important because it's them that carry the physical body. The dads are in very important as part of what we call the soul group. Now, now your mum and your dad, our parents and grandparents, we would have all been in the spirit world hundreds of years before. So this planning would have happened 
hundreds of years ago now i'm take i'm saying 100 years 200 years 300 years there's no time in spirit so i'm yeah. saying it so that everybody can sort of understand remember there's no time in spirit so you'll all be part of the soul group and you'll all be brothers and sisters and you'll say i'm going to reincarnate and i want to come back as your mother or as your son or as your daughter so choosing your mother is the top priority because it's them that will carry. The second as part of the soul group is where you're going to reincarnate. That is very, very important as well. So uh, there's different countries carry different vibrations. Um, if you're quite an enlightened spirit and you've got spiritual work to do, most likely you're not going to return to a war-tone country. You're going to return to a country where your life is sustained. Because remember, everything's vibrate. Everything's vibrating. You're vibrating a light. So that's your second plan. Uh, another plan, you'll then have lots of discussions with your guides, uh, with your teachers and the inspirers that will say to you, are you going to be strong enough to come back to the earth? Can you do it? Do you know how yeah. hard it is? Just to remind you, you said you didn't like it last time, and I'm saying it quite of a cold way. There would have been sat there the Buddhist, and there were you'd be meditating, and then then I'm sure Chris will discuss this later on, and it might be in a separate subject. Your one true spirit guide, and and we'll probably talk probably another subject about the role and the importance of your one guide or your guardian angel that will walk with you on your earthly path. So part of your plans is where you're going to reincarnate in, your family, part of the soul group, and your plans will change. Now, Spirit have said that you might make, hypothetically, a 100 plans. Right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I've got this to learn, I've got these people to meet, I've got this to do, I've got that to do. And in your life, you might have only accomplished half of those things or quarter of those things. And that's why you keep reincarnating because those plans change. Because as you grow, you evolve, things will grow, things will evolve as well. So I hope I've sort of touched upon it a little bit there, Chris. And I don't know if you want to add any more on to that. I think you've, you've kept it um, on the right lines, really, what we're speaking about. And I think free will is very important throughout the whole thing and the careful uh, preparations that you make. I'm sure many people have asked the question, uh, why have I reincarnated into this particular family, this particular situation? Um, and the simple fact is we have chosen. We have chosen that at some point. Now, what happens when we get here? is another matter because for me those plans can very quickly change cause and effect everybody has free will so anything can happen at any given time uh, so in many ways it's best laid plans but there is also uh, the plan of the universe in many ways and the lessons the universe will bring us naturally for our spirit to learn does that make sense Stephen? absolutely i mean you want to mention to everybody chris uh, I mean, you touched upon it there. And while we're at it, uh, there is a great misconception in there that uh, about, um, and probably people might ask about that tonight, about uh, dying, that you will know when yes. you're going to die. Now, when you talk about cause and effect, yeah. do you want to elaborate on that a bit more? Cause and effect is simply this. Uh, 
and I'll keep it very simple. Our understanding is that every spirit who reincarnates to the earth plane reincarnates to live a long and healthy life, to live that life the best they can, to learn those lessons, to find your true happiness, your true purpose. Anything that occurs on the way is what we call cause and effect. And what I mean by cause and effect is uh, problems with the physical body that takes to the spirit world before our time, accidents um, and tragedies you may know them as, taking yourself to the spirit world or what we know suicide. All these things are cause and effect. And again, you have free will. Um, so, for example, you might be you might have a gut feeling don't get on that plane today. Don't don't get in that car. Um, we always have that free will, but cause and effect is basically anything happening at any given time. And necessarily, that's not always down to you 100% because you live in a world where people are also given free will as well. So basically, in our understanding that nobody, for example, will come back to the earth plane and plan to die as a child or plan to die of cancer. Um, I, I couldn't put it any more simply to you. That may happen, but it is cause and effect. It necessarily isn't part of the plan because that spirit would have come here to live a long and prosperous life and to live those lessons and gain those experiences so i hope that makes sense to everyone i, I think that was absolutely spot on and i think while you're at that is that point as well you were talking there chris which i think might mention because you're quite off a with some of the silver bird teachings about how the earth plane is filled with so many different vibrations in terms of spirits why there can be such a conflict yeah. within uh, society even with family oh, I'm, I'm so pleased you mentioned that because um it's a, there's a couple of things to that first of all when you first awaken in any form you awaken to the fact that you are a spirit you are a consciousness when you awaken it isn't always easy because you're awakening not only to the light in the world but to the darkness to the illusion either way you want to put it um so it can be very hard. This is why walking, uh, we won't just say spiritual path, we'll call it a path of light. When you're walking on a path of light isn't always easy because you're aware of the pain of the earth and what is occurring. So you're having to deal with that. You're, you're having to walk your path and think, well, uh, and, and keeping that balance. But uh, another thing I want to mention on that point is, again, to our understanding, and I read this in a Silver Birch book, uh, a couple of years ago is in the spirit world you will sort of reside on a vibration with other others who are on a similar vibration now when you're on the earth plane this is completely different you are mixing with all different vibrations so to say it's a little bit more challenging for you um but there lies the lessons as well Oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely can i just mention as well because when you said chris which I, it made me smile before going back a couple of uh questions <laughs> when you said about you know we return uh for a reason and even the families we choose and i'm sure there's many people watching to say i must have been crazy uh returning back to my family and what i say to you and I, i'm very fortunate because i'm on the spiritual path I, i'm 
I know where I am in my life. I know what my purpose is. But when I and I openly talk about this in, in my addresses and teachings and philosophies, that in my own experience, I've had, I had a very, very difficult childhood. I was uh, mentally and physically abused uh, by my parents and, and my brothers and sisters. And we had a very horrendous upbringing. And when I when I was about 17 or 18, I was in quite a dark place. And I think it was a moment when me and Chris became friends and we, we joined a spiritual circle. And that's where we began our first part of our journey. And it was one of my very first questions, if you can remember, Chris, asking one of our spiritual teacher, Wakin Tonka, who was communicating through a trans medium. And, and it was something I felt, if, if I'm such a bright light, why have I returned to this quiet of a dysfunctional family the, the, and chose parents that would do that to me? And, and I, what I was really doing, and which I've learned over these past 12, 12 months, is I was playing the victim. I was keep saying, why has yeah. this happened to me? You should say, find a blessing. And I think what I've understood is in, in order for me to grow and evolve, I, ha I had to choose a family that was going to test my empathy, test my compassion, test my kindness it was preparing me for my spiritual battles it's going to prepare me for my spiritual path so i then uh, felt in my heart that i could forgive my parents i was no longer a victim and i found a blessing uh, in my childhood i saw that it's it's made me the person i am i don't think i would be the person i am if i didn't go through those experiences so it just shows you that even when chris was talking about temptation and talking about cause and effect sometimes a lot of bright spirits and a lot of spiritual people i say we're all spiritual i get uh, i, I want to change that we're all spiritual yeah. people end up taking a spiritual path healers medium psychics shamans really can relate to this that we end up returning to families that are very broken that quite low vibration and it's our light and often we feel don't we chris we feel like the black sheep of the family we feel so yeah. disconnected with our family and you think is it me is it them and you question but i stand so firm in that belief now i so think what comes to what comes to mind with what you said, Stephen, is the truth will set you free. It set me free and I felt so happy. Do you want to do a couple of questions, Chris? Yes, yeah, we've got a few questions. So we're going to um, start with, see if we can get this up. It's uh, Joanna Cox and we can see it. she's asking, where is the spirit world? Are they just living amongst us? in a different dimension which is an interesting question because how many times do we look up and or, or the, the question is you're doing a service and somebody will say uh can you take a calf is she upstairs or downstairs so is there an upstairs what is there is there a downstairs and, right. <laughs> i think that's so interesting and, and i think what i can say to that joanna is all it is if we are a spirit in a physical body unfortunately or fortunately our what we call our logical mind our, our conscious mind or subconscious mind our ego tries to compute tries to understand 
up or down. That's why there's no such thing as hell or, or, or heaven. There is a such thing as up or down. All it is is a state of mind. Our physical mind tries to comprehend that we say up or down as a way of light and dark or spirit there and we here. It's just the way that we uh, can physically or egotistically try to understand that. So where is the spirit world is a state of mind. I'll ask you a question, Joanna. How powerful is thought? Now, spirits say it is as powerful as a second. So the minute you think of a loved one, they are there. That's how quick and powerful thought are. And that's the same with the spirit world. We can all connect to the spirit world. It's just our own distortions, our own fears, anxiousness, depression, shackles us from that connection and that's why in society in 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 life now our job as light workers is to reconnect back to the divine light reconnect back to the source so that we are able to channel spirit like like we we can communicate with one another now so there isn't really an up or down it's just a state of mind that's all the way i can describe it because i don't know do you want to add any more to that and I think you put it very well and very simply. Uh, I think that's very well put. And that power of thought, that's really important, how quick a thought is. And, and and the power of thoughts, positive or negative, this is where we can be the creators in, in what we're sending out will always come back to us. But that might be another subject, another time. So we're going to move on to another question. Brilliant. And this one from Sarah Greenwood. And the question is, Spooky, you're discussing this today. Earlier today, my son told me he has known me for 85 years and he chose me to be his mum. Is it possible for a child to remember a previous life? Now, can I just add something? Or it's yeah. really a question, yeah. Stephen. There was a book and it was written by a gentleman. And, and when he was uh, a child, he had an experience. I think it was, and he remembered everything. He was able to, I'm sure it was in America. And he was able to remember every single thing from a past life. I don't know if you recall that. I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, but there's been a few examples. But I, I'm going to uh, pass over to you on this one, if it's okay. Yeah, just keep the question up for a minute, Chris. Just keep yeah, it up. Yeah, absolutely me. well. So, uh, basically, what I can say to you, that it's very simply, yes, your son has known you your son might have been your uh, your grandfather in, in in many many lives ago you would have known each other and there might be other spirits to say sarah you know i want to be your mummy too so there might be other spirits there i'm not saying, <laughs> yeah, that, I'm not saying that sarah <laughs> um so yes he was probably saying i want you to be my mum uh, you might have been a Native American Indian in his past life and you could have been a chief's daughter and you're making plans and you say, right, I want to come back to your family because I've got this to learn. So you're absolutely spot on. And children, I want to say to you as well, and on a bit of science here, uh, part of the cranial development, which is the, uh, the skull part, what we call the pineal or the pituitary gland, is very much open as children and and the cranial development doesn't uh, cease it ceases about 11 at puberty and that's why children 
I've got such an affinity to spirit and so natural because they they're very innocent to a degree they're very open susceptible so they're going to remember and often when when they get to puberty they'll go to, to secondary school and they will get ridiculed the bullies come in and those cranial development ceases they get programmed they could get conditioned yeah. and they'll end up losing the spiritual link now it's our job as parents and it's your job sarah and, and many other mums and dads that are watching this is to empower your children to keep their spirituality to keep the spiritual link and not weave your own things or 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 program your children condition your children in your own views empower your child and is it possible for a child to remember the previous life yes it is however not all children are we're not all meant to remember i mean this is another subject altogether why don't we all remember our past lives well some of us do remember snippets but spirit have said if we all remember truly our past lives and our life in the spirit world there will be mass suicide because there'll be no responsibility then was there chris everybody will say well yeah that's absolutely right back to the spirit world so i think there must yeah. be a level of we're not supposed to remember certain I think things i think what's important is because we have uh, many discussions at the purple mountain about this and some people respectfully we've experienced that can get a little bit fixated on past lives and the details and we always say be careful what you're looking for because it might not always be what you want to find it might not always be the best of memories and i truly believe in my heart that if you need to remember something from a life you have led a past life that will be helpful to you and beneficial in this life you will recall it either it will come to you either in a meditation as you're going about your life or in a dream state it will be brought up naturally because your spirit will almost unlock that to help you on your pathway that's that's my thoughts absolutely from the subconscious mind where it's needed so let's we do another question yes we've got another question so this is from angela parts hello angela and the question is when you meet someone or you've been somewhere you have never been or met that person you have a connection is that reincarnation well there is different facets to that i want to say to you as well now two things to that angela trying to keep it very simple is that most likely when you meet somebody and you have that instant connection it could be that their spiritual light there is an attraction there now what can happen sometimes is that it can be a confusion so you might be attracted to that person and you confuse and it might be from the opposite sex uh, but what what you're attracted to is not them physically but spiritually and you might have a connection now that can be because you're part of the same soul group or you might have been friends in the spirit world and you've just met up or you might or met, might have met up the other part is um on what we call the astral plane the astral plane is somewhere that lots of us will go when we are sleeping uh, that's another subject altogether the astral plane and i'll give you an example you might be uh, looking for some guidance uh, and you might be very stuck in your physical life and you said i want to move 
I want to have a change and I want them assistance. Now, in the astral plane, you might meet up with your guides and they'll say, I want to take you to this place. And it might be um, uh, many miles away, sort of on the astral plane, hypothetically. And, and they'll show you to this beautiful house. And when you wake up, you might remember fragments of it. And then your dream will, uh, will eventually disappear. And you'll then say, I want to move. And you might get impressed. And then you end up viewing a couple of houses. And you walk into this house and you say, I've been here before. And I don't know why, but this house looks very familiar to me. And it could, and it is, you have been there because you've been there spiritually. You visited there on the astral plane. So there's different facets to that. Is it to the do with the reincarnation? In part, yes, it is. Yeah. So do you want to add anything to that, Chris? Uh, no, I think you've been absolutely right. There's there's more than one facet to that part. It can be a, a past life connection. It can be a connection, as we spoke about, on an astral level where you've connected with somebody. Again, we spoke about soul groups as well. You might be part of the soul group, as we mentioned earlier. Um, but everything for a reason. This is why we say follow your feelings. We always trust those feelings uh that we get right here when we meet anybody or in a situation and they will serve you really well um Absolutely. so we're going to be we're going to move on to another question we've got lots of questions which we love keep the questions coming this is why we're doing this video this evening to share some knowledge and hopefully um learn from one another so Brilliant. our next one oh no that's the that was a comment Sorry, we want the one above. Okay. Would you want to read this one, Stephen? I have an overwhelming fear of heights, as I've always gotten the urge to jump. Could this have now been a past in a previous life? Right, Kerry. Most likely, in my personal opinion, now I don't do dream interpretations. Uh, or, uh, no, sorry, I've got that wrong. You, you not have this in a dream. Overwhelming fear of heights. <sighs> Most likely, there could be a possibility that you have might have had an accident. You might have committed suicide, or, I don't know, over a bridge in your past life or over a cliff. Uh, that might have been in a previous life. I'm not saying that is what's happened with you, Carrie. Now, I know Chris might be really good to answer this question because Chris has got a fear of uh, water. And he was told that he drowned in a past life. And I know with myself, um, I in many, many lives ago in ancient Egypt, I was eaten and killed by a crocodile. Now, I don't really have fear of water as such. I feel like I've sort of overcome that fear. I was quite fearless when I was younger in terms of water. So it can either work. And I know, know another friend who's always got this fear uh, around her neck do you remember chris uh, we can't mention her name for obvious yeah, um, it's uh it's an interesting question on a few levels yes um i have a, a caution with water which i feel um i feel i ha i drowned in a past life but so that's uh, something i've had to overcome in this life um but the other part of this question that's interesting and it's something myself and Stephen have been discussing lately is how fears can be imprinted uh, in our childhood as well 
So, for example, your mum or your dad, if they have a fear of heights or a fear of water, they can actually uh, um, unknowingly imprint that as well. So, so it can be from your parents or your grandparents or a guardian as well, not necessarily past life. I don't know if you want to add to that, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, it's absolutely very interesting that what we call uh, our parents and, and our family when we're younger as children, we're very, we're like sponges. And what, we've, what, what we call uh, these people, I say these people, family and friends, they can, and we end up doing that to our children. And yes, our so it, goes, it can carry on. It carries on. The, what, exactly. what we call uh, weaving, they can weave their fear. Now, my mother weaved a very bad fear on me, which is the fear of the dentist. And and for years it took me, um, and it was my mum's fear that imprinted, weaved her fear into mine. And it took me a very, very long time. And it's, I'm still frightened of the dentist even today. So it just shows you how... Uh, and, and of course, we're not saying this in judgment towards our family and friends. And that's how thing behaviors can be interwoven and woven and programmed into uh, our chakras and into our auric field. So there's different dynamics, different facets to that, Kerry. So I hope we've sort of given you a bit of food for thought. So yeah. we have a look at the next question, Chris. Yes. So our next question is from Katie. And she asks, is there any tips on explaining where you go when you die to a four-year-old? My little girl was confused when she said to her great-nana that she should ring great-granddad in heaven if she misses him. And just before you answer this, Stephen, I find this uh, uh, fascinating. And some uh, I speak to a lot of mums and dads uh, on our market when we're out and about doing services. And this shows the responsibility of being a parent here. Uh, these bright lights coming into the world and they are experiencing so much because I remember a lady said to me many years ago oh my daughter she's I think she said she was eight and she said I think she's going to be psychic and and I, I explained to her no actually she's more connected with the spirit world as a child when you come into this world than ever um, so many times we see our children and they might mention the imaginary friend. They might see a loved one in the room. They might be reacting with their eyes and acknowledge somebody around. So they have a fantastic connection to the spirit world. Um, I just wanted to add that before you answer the question. Yeah, I mean, there's different parts of the question. Again, they're not as simple to answer, but my advisement and, and I can't say this because I'm not a parent, but my only advisement as, as, a, as a reader, as a medium, as a healer, as a shaman, uh, to anybody that's got children is, is always try to empower your children. Keep a very open-minded with your children when it comes to spirit and try to empower them. We're not talking about religion here because religion has unfortunately in many ways have done too much damage to the human consciousness, to the spiritual consciousness and they've, have hindered because it was only less than 100 years ago you would dare talk about spirit i mean i i know a lot of even the past sort of a few years and with the readings we've done where how many times a parent said to children you've not got an imaginary friend don't talk about that you're scaring me and it's a very natural thing to as children to be very open 
and they can sense spirit. So my only advisement really is any tips is just be very open. Talk with your daughter very openly about spirit to say she's in heaven, she's in the spirit world, she's happy, she's probably baking and, and, and have a picture of her. So it, it's, you know, I think sometimes we can be too protective and, and by protecting our children, we end up doing more damage. And it's the same with funerals. You know, funerals are very viewed as a very negative uh, a, a sort of thing. And I think it should be a, a sort of a celebration and we should empower our children, teach our children very much about life and death, but physical death, but spiritual death can never happen. Your spirit moves on. So my tip to you, Katie, is just be very open with, with, with your daughter. You're probably doing the best thing, you know, empower her. Don't weave any of your own fears. Allow your daughter to be very open about spirit, uh, about her grandparents and her nana and her granddad and the spirit world, and she will see them. And what, what a beautiful feeling is that, to know that our children can see spirit and, and reach out to our loved ones. I think it's a beautiful thing. What a, what a fantastic way of connecting. And it's our job as parents to ensure that they keep that connection for the rest of the life but instead so many of us sort of uh, imprint our own fears and and it's a shame it's a shame so should we have a look at our next question chris yes i've had to backtrack a bit apologies if i've missed a few at the top but um we're gonna make sure we get them it's sarah she asked another question um so this question is can we reincarnate into a different form or are we stuck into coming back as the same for example would I be able to come back as a dog next time? Or do I have to come back as a human? Snoozing all day would be ideal. <laughs> I'll answer that very, very simple. There, there are what we call universal laws, Sarah, and it wouldn't be very conducive to your own consciousness because each uh, animal species, we all vibrate at a particular frequency we vibrate a particular light i know we talk about soul groups and different vibrations but i know a lot of the buddhists believe in that you will reincarnate back to the animal but no you cannot reincarnate back to a dog or cat maybe maybe hundreds of thousands of years ago in your very 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 first reincarnation your very beginning you might have reincarnated uh, as an animal in the beginning but most likely you have not you will continually reincarnate back to the what we call you talk about different form we talk about the human body the human form because we're part of that collective consciousness both physically and spiritually so no you will not nor can you reincarnate back to the bird to an ant to a dog and snooze all day uh, because <laughs> the, spirit, the spirit does not de-evolve and we're not saying a dog or a cat is less in an evolutionary scale we're not saying that but we all are moving forward um that would only hinder our own progressing progression so i don't know if you want to add anything to that chris and now I think it's absolutely spot on and it's a question that's asked by many people. Um, so thanks for your two questions, Sarah. And we're going to move on to another question. Uh, do you want to read this one, Stephen? It's from Marie Marsden. 
if after being on the earth plane only once we decide not to ever come back to the earth does this mean we never evolve we will never evolve or progress sorry it's a bit long-winded no absolutely <laughs> yeah. um we know we know um that no you don't have to come back to the earth to reincarnate i know that uh, we keep saying, uh, we keep emphasising the importance of reincarnating back to the earth plane to what we call uh, a physical vibration in this dimension because there are many different dimensions which we won't go to tonight, that's another subject. But, uh, but yes, you can evolve in the spirit world. However, it will take you even longer. But then... It seems hypocritical of me saying that because there's no time in spirit. So what's the rush? Uh, but ultimately, uh, your physical experiences, I keep saying it, your physical experiences is so good for your spiritual development. When you stumble, when you fall, the good times, the bad times, it's so what you can learn in 80 years in this reincarnation, you cannot learn in a thousand years in the spirit world. Yeah, I that's think it was explained. Learning is. It was explained to us once by spirit in a trance session in simple terms that we could understand. If you think that, for example, I've just led a life and gone back to the spirit world and Stephen's trying to progress in the spirit world and he might never been a, uh, lived in a time where he's drove a car. So he can't have that physical experience in the spirit world. So what he will do is seek people out who have done, and he might ask me, well, what's it like to drive a car? So you're getting that. It's a little bit more difficult, but you can still do it. But nothing beats that experience. It is, it's faster in a way. Yeah, so, so really, Marie, if you don't want to come back uh, next life, you don't have to come back. No. But, but remember... <laughs> will do, though. <laughs> well, unfortunately, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this also in another time, that the ego, uh, the physical ego, it, it can be good and can be bad. It can hinder our progress and it can be that other uh, angel, the dark angel side of us and the good angel side of us. Um so my advisement to you, Marie, is that once you go back to the spirit world, once the ego dies and the physical body dies, your true spirit is revealed uh, and you most likely will say, I'm going to be making my plans in my next life uh, because you won't have those fears. Those fears would have been gone. Those fears have been left behind. Often we say we never reincarnate is because we're scared of making mistakes. We're scared of a difficult life. But don't be. Everything that we do is lessons. We are always learning. So yeah. see that, that as a positive. And that fear will never be your friend. It'll always hold you back. So we're going to move on. We've got lots of questions coming in now. Um, lots. So we're going to work out. This is actually one from before. Uh, that uh, and it's saying i was once told that i've been here twice before also that i have another few i presume lives to go apparently in life i'm a slow learner i don't learn what i need to does doesn't sound does sound like me laugh out loud however knowing that i'm still scared of death and that's from kerry elson I mean, very, very simply, I want to keep this very, very simple. There are so many people in life that are guided by fear. Now, there are two energies in the universe, which is love 
I, no, there is unconditional love and then there is fear. Yeah. Unfortunately, which one you feed, Carrie, depends on you. The fear energy within us, we feed. Our true spiritual light doesn't have darkness within it. It might have imperfection. My light might not be as bright as your light. It will fluctuate. So the fear side, we give so much of our power to the fear, to anxiousness. You're talking about I'm scared to death of death. You're scared of death. Well, I can say to you, Carrie, you can't die. Your physical body, a lot of people aren't scared of death. They're scared of how they're going to die. And really, Spirit have said, that if there's any consolation to this um, uh, to you, Carrie, that Spirit said physical death takes less than a second. That second on you see the light and you go back to the spirit world. You are back to that same vibration. So don't be frightened to live your life. You can't hide behind those doors. And we talk a lot and it's very relevant to the world today. There's so many people that are guided by fear and they're anxious and depressed. It's because your job, Kerry, is through meditating, is know who you are guide yourself back to the divine light and know your purpose because your happiness unfortunately when we grow up in the society that we live in there is so much distortion and fragmentation we conditioned by religion by education we're confused there is so much anger in the world and they all these things are imprinted on us and no wonder there's so many of us that carry this heavy burden and it's our job to center our own power, lift our spirits up and to push away those distortions to be our true self. Now, you say you're a slow learner. I don't believe in, in, in quickening, progressing. We all progress in our own way. There is no rush. Uh, you might take 10,000 years to learn patience. And it might take me only 5,000 years. It's who we are. Life is not a race. We've got to enjoy the journey of life. So don't put yourself under all this pressure, Carrie. Just live your life. Shine your light. Don't live in fear. I think no something that's often uh, spoke about as well is uh, it's not about the... Uh, you know, the teaching isn't always in the destination, it's in the journey. And that's said many times, it's wise words. Uh, so it's just slow and enjoy the experience, enjoy each day, because, it, you know, it goes quick. So uh, thank you very much for that, Stephen, and thanks for your question, Kerry. So we're going to move on to another question. And this is from Shah. And she's asking, could you tell us more about crystal children? Now, we've all heard, many of us have heard about the indigo children in the past but spirit uh, and many uh, of those in the spiritual work who channel spirit or work in any form of trance or connect with spirit are talking now about the crystal children so i don't know if you can enlighten us a bit on that stephen yes i want to go yes. back with, with what you mentioned about the indigo children now um indigo children were again we'll talk about a group of we say children we talk about physically here, they're not children in the spirit world, they're very, very enlightened uh, ancestors that have, that have lived on the earth plane millions of years ago, very, very enlightened beings. 
a part of our consciousness, part of our human DNA, if, if that makes sense to everybody. So the Indigo Children's aim and objective was last two, three hundred years was to reincarnate back to the earth to make real positive spiritual change to enlighten and lift the vibrations of the earth that's that was the aim of the indigo children unfortunately no matter what a bright spirit you are once you hit the earth plane you will be tempted like everybody else now unfortunately a lot of indigo children failed to a degree that task now there is a lot of um lots of in more enlightened children called crystal children or earth children crystal children are a group of very very special enlightened uh, brothers and sisters in the spirit world whose aim and objective is simply to lift the vibrations of the earth to create a new golden era of peace prosperity and harmony of all humanity so that there is no pollution everything's eco-friendly we all live in peace and harmony and that's the aim of the crystal children because the vibrations of the earth are too low and it's yeah. down to people like us to lift the vibrations of the earth before it's just destroyed very very simple we have to protect the earth and that's the job of the crystal children and why do you think everybody all these crystals are being mined from the earth they've been mined for thousands of years yes they have in ancient egypt in china but it's more apparent now because it's the crystals we know that crystals of all different forms hold a collector's consciousness they have a very deep connection with the earth and by linking with the ley lines we can finally lift the distortions lift the fears lift the hurt and the trauma and finally bring peace and harmony upon the earth so i hope i've answered yeah. that question chris yes very good and thanks to Shah for the question lots of love and light to you and we're going to move on to another question from adam Pennell. do you know him stephen yes <laughs> <laughs> and you he can asks, answer this one chris well, you can read it then <laughs> okay adam says are there an infinite number of spirits as the world population grows rapidly are the majority of these new live spirits who haven't come back for a while or are there new spirits if there are new spirits how are new spirits born into existence there's oh. actually, there's six different questions to that question yeah there's a lot of questions i'm gonna portion it off this adam if i can and the first one is in a way to ask how many spirits there are it is infinite in a way it's how long is a piece of string how quick is a thought how big is the universe uh, who is god is there a god it's one of those questions so in a way there there are an infinite number i would believe and it's interesting when we talk about world population and i might be a bit controversial here, but it's my true thoughts is I believe one when we talk about how the population is growing rapidly, that that actually is a little bit of a distortion within itself. That many wish to sort of imprint on us how we're becoming overwhelmed and 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 protect ourselves and separate ourselves. But that's another issue. Um, 
But as I'm just going to go back on your question, a majority of these new spirits. Now, this is interesting. And it's a question Stephen asked. Where does the spirit start? What is the birth of the spirit? Um, but we do know that there are some enlightened spirits who will come back into situations where there may be, for example, quite a high risk of returning to the earth plane quite quickly. I don't know if you remember some of this, Stephen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, this isn't always the case. But we talk about some of our cases in the earth plane of country where there's a quite high levels of poverty and where there is a high case of children, unfortunately, returning to the spirit world. And you might get an uh, enlightened spirit, new spirit, as we say, coming in because they're able to experience that life, if that makes sense. Um, that is one example. But in terms of how new spirits are born, actually takes us to soul partners, which to me, reincarnation, soul partners, karmic law and universal law all go together in one subject because they're interlinked. And we start with the beginning in ways when we talk about soul partners, which I hope you find this interesting, Adam, as I'm going into this question because it was explained to us for example like an apple so if you imagine one apple one energy one atom is born and that atom is split into two and one is for example you and the other will be your soul partner and that is the beginning of your journey and when you grow you grow into your individuality as well just because you were one and the same at one time doesn't mean um you're identical or you always have to you you're not uh, a mirror image or anything like that you you create your own uh journeys yourself but you will always come back together so on the question here i might be opening up to other questions here when i talk about soul partners because uh, i truly believe that we do all have a soul partner whether our soul partner is reincarnated at the same time that is possible um, but sometimes we know that not all our soul partners reincarnate, but we will always connect with our soul partner back in the spirit world as well. OK, um, now a few people might ask, well, what if my soul partner is in the spirit world? Who will my partner be when I return? Um, what is what have we mapped out in a way of a, of a rough idea of who will meet? And, and simply, if your soul partner is still in the spirit world, if they've chosen not to reincarnate, then what will happen is there will be another you'll be close to within your soul group who will come back and be what you call your life partner. So there'll be the partner, there'll be that love there. But when you return to the spirit world, eventually, after spending time with that partner, um, or if you've had more than one partner or more than two, you will acknowledge them spend that time with them in the spirit world as long as you like but eventually you will return to that love of your soul partner um, so, yeah, yeah you might do you want to add anything Stephen? no yeah sorry not on soul partners but um i think with the existence of, of spirit i guess what we call part of the great creator if we can yeah. say that the pool of energy, the pool of light 
is infinite amount of spirits and and this is why why uh, giving birth to a child because it's the continuation of the human race an opportunity opportunity for us all to reincarnate to live another to, to live another life to progress to evolve and that's why the continuation so when you see the depopulation it's wrong it's wrong we don't need to depopulate it, and we need more spirits returning more bright spirits returning to the earth but there's an infinite amount of spirits and 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 new spirits and uh, what we call new spirits that have never experienced and chris was touching on it didn't you before about what we call your individuality your, your it's a little bit like if i could just add Stephen, it's a little bit like when you're born into this world how do you know when something hurts um how do you know what something feels like so you might uh, you might trip and fall and scrape your knee and you go well that hurt I'll try not to do that again. And it's having those first experiences and learning and growing. I think you're spot on there. I was going to touch upon it. It's, it's again, keep repeating ourselves that it's, it's your experiences and you take those experiences with you that helps your spirit to grow after one reincarnation after another. So, yeah, it's a very interesting question that you That's can go it. on and on with those questions, Adam. Yeah, so we'll excellent question, one. Adam. And I, I remember Stephen asking that one in circle, and it's been asked by many people. Uh, where does it all start as well? And some of it might even be beyond our comprehension. Oh, I just um, want to mention there, Chris. I think I might ask myself that um, when I next have my medicine. Oh, right, that'd be interesting. <laughs> Okay, so we're going on to the next question here. Is now this is with Sarah. I'm just going to change our uh, thing a little bit because it's a big question. This or not? Okay. Uh, Sarah's asking. Death is my biggest fear too. This has been mentioned a lot tonight. Um, after years of trying to figure out my fear of the unavoidable, I worked out that I'm not afraid of dying. I'm afraid of this life ending. I love my life and don't want it to end. I now see a fear of death as a good thing because it just means I'm really happy right now. This thought process has helped me slightly. So I don't know if you want to add anything there, Stephen. Yeah, I think you really answered your question there. Death, it's, I think where it stems from, a lot of people that are scared of death, there is that saying, isn't it? Um, I'm, I'm scared of dying because I've never lived. I've never lived. And I think... Just live in the moment. People say that people are scared of death or are scared of living. They're already living in the future. And really my advisement to anybody is to live in the moment. I think we can't think about the end of the day. Anybody that's listening now, none of us are getting out of here alive. We're all going to die. <laughs> yeah. Physically going to it's die. He's not talking about this. It's not this video, by the way. He's talking about life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not saying now. So, so really, it comes down to, you're very true there, Sarah, it's your happiness. If you are centred, if you know what your life's purpose is, you're truly happy, your, your heart centre is, is good, you're part of the divine light, you know where you are, you won't be scared. You know, just try harder next in your next life. You know, it's just through one door, through another door. Don't be frightened to live. Don't yeah, be scared to live. Instead, instead, you're going to die. 
Okay, I'm going to just, uh, thanks for your question, Sarah, by the way, and your feedback. Many thanks. I'm really pleased you connect with us this evening. So, um, I just want to follow up. It isn't a question, this, but just wanted to add this from Adam. He says, also, just as a follow up, I don't believe we are overpopulated. We just have a, a large population. So, I was wondering where all the new spirits came from to make up those lives. But thanks for the answer. Really helpful. So I'm going to just add Shah as well. She makes a, just wants to share something with us here. My dad committed suicide. I think since returning to the spirit world, he's had a lot of work to do. But I've been told he's healing and finding peace. And deep, and deep in my gut, I knew it was true before it was even said. Now, that's important because nothing yeah. can kid your feelings. I feel he had to heal a bit because I could feel him around me more, if that makes sense. Um, I hope they are always trouble. We all deserve peace and light. We certainly do. Absolutely. Can I just mention something there, Chris? Can yes. I just mention something there, Chris, about suicides and uh, yeah. people that take drugs and people take alcohol? And unfortunately, it's a big pandemic in the world today. And there's just too many of our brothers and sisters, our family that return to the spirit world before their time. They are not meant to take that path. And unfortunately, we've got to, as a society, got to change our thinking, change our stance on drugs, alcohol and suicides. We can't judge people for that. I'm not saying that. But don't see suicide as suicide. Don't see drugs as drugs. Don't see alcohol as alcohol. See the pain. Your dad, Shah, somewhere had deep emotional pain and he like many others that take their lives take their lives because they are unable to face their pain their trauma their pain and that's the same with alcoholics same as drug addicts they will use drugs as a as a as a way to mask their emotional pain and that's why healing work chris in today in today why it's so important we need more healers out there in the world who can break free of these distortions in in society where we've got to uh, uh, heal people assist people in the self-healing process so that they are able to face their own pain and their fear because it's easier we say it's easy don't we chris to to drink to take drugs um to commit suicide then to face that pain and trauma and it's our jobs here to face that pain and trauma. So I just want to add a little bit. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's uh, I, I, a lot of people struggle in this world because there's so much presented around us and given to us and that we walk through that has nothing to do with who we are or why we're here. And, and that confusion can be very hard for people to walk through. So in ways, many of us look for things to hide away uh, and to almost create an illusion within an illusion uh to 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 keep going um but the true way is to do that hard work the hardest work and that is to start breaking through it and finding our truths so i just wanted to add because i spotted this question where you were answering that one Stephen, and it's from yeah. joanna cox yeah. and she asks if somebody commits suicide are they always going to be troubled souls right that's very interesting quite controversial here um do you want to reinstate to everybody nobody is meant to commit suicide nobody's yes. meant to commit suicide 
try to encourage people that are suicidal it's not the right path to take it's not the right path now what happens to the spirit people believe that once you uh, return back to the spirit world all your troubles and all your pain and sorrow is left behind to degree you are right physically the physical body's no more it's gone the spirit moves on but remember the spirit is pure emotions it's pure light pure love now when you go back to the spirit world the spirit have explained to us that the moment of death depending on your death it is almost a sin not a sin it's almost against your own gift your life's a gift and and it's very traumatic for the spirit to take their own life now i'm saying this not judgment i know a couple of friends that have committed suicide it's not good it's not nice and it's the the loved ones that are left behind that have to pick up the pieces now as a as a responsible spirit if you have committed suicide you go back to the spirit world you're not going to sit there in a fluffy cloud and say well everything's happening everything's done you're going to look down and you're thinking oh my god what have i done and you will have those thoughts you have those thoughts you'll have your guides and you'll have your loved ones in spirit that will that will in essence give you the healing give you the love and it will take you time in the spirit world it won't suddenly be after a couple of days and you're fine you there'll be many moments where you need that self-healing to recuperate to get your thoughts back you'll have a lot of regrets you'll have a lot of positive things you've done as well and often a lot of people spirits that have done have committed suicide end up being inspirers end up helping other healers other people that have that have done this themselves so end up being light workers themselves if that makes sense to everybody so are there going to be troubled souls most likely no but i'm not saying that you know everything's going to be happy and content once they go back to the spirit world it won't be it will be very emotional for them and and that's why it's we keep saying in particularly in the healing work a lot of the healing work we do here at the purple mountain is about facing your fear is about facing your pain and trauma there's we're so clever we think we're so clever in locking our pain away locking our <coughs> trauma away but they always catch up to us now when we go back to the spirit world every thought every action every word will all come back to you within seconds and you've heard you've heard this before in, in people that have had operations and they've had out-of-body experience and they felt like they're going through this tunnel and every thought every action went through their mind and when you've gone through traumatic circumstances like suicide they can end up being not all all the time but sometimes they can get lost which then sometimes they will need rescuing, which is another subject, which is another subject. So I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Chris. Um, just what I wanted to add while we're on the subject, um, um, to my thoughts and understanding, um, many people might discuss what happens to those uh, when they commit suicide and uh, when they go to the spirit world. Um, in our understanding, it's very simple any troubles that you are trying to hide away from here you are not escaping them you will take all that with you it'll have to be sorted it'll have to be faced one way or another um so really 
there isn't a hell nobody gets sent anywhere you only create what you want to so if you are in that place here you will find yourself in the same situation wherever you might go until that is faced and acknowledge whatever it may be that's troubling you you've said um, that a lot more simpler than i did chris so thank you <laughs> <laughs> well it, it's an interesting subject but um i just want to go i'm flicking through i will come to uh, aaron's got a question but i just want to touch on another one for marie just on this subject because i just want to finish off this particular subject and the question is i believe that those who commit suicide it can be an imbalance in our earthly brain what are your thoughts yeah yes yeah, yeah, absolutely and i think the brain unfortunately is an organ that um as a society we don't look after enough and it's our job uh, and that's why we try to when we talk lifestyle changes um here upon this earth it's not just we're a one tablet society unfortunately and and i believe uh, you know what you eat what you drink exercise water nutrients minerals they all contribute to a healthy body to a healthy brain and everything that we eat is energy and i think yes you're right sometimes it's proven that um that there is chemical imbalances in the brain but very very few that happens we can't we can't say all suicides that have had chemical imbalances but yes marie you are right um spirit have said sometimes there is chemical imbalances in the brain that affects certain functions of the brain and some people can't handle that and they will commit suicide suicide to that but then again that's cause and effect that's unfortunately the physical body that can happen yeah. uh, but that's a different form of suicide I, I would assume so that's a bit interesting but really everything you know our job is to our bodies our temple and and we've got to we've got to look after the temple we've got to look after the body look after the immune system what we eat how we you know what we drink drink lots of water all these things contribute to a healthy brain healthy uh, brain and healthy what i feel brain. is uh, if i could just add something Stephen, is uh, something we were discussing the other night with a friend of ours about our current uh, mental health system which we can all agree is you know not given enough it's not given enough and another form of masking is all this medication and the many ways that things are masked when really we should be helping people through the problems and and to face them best we can um because to me that is another form of masking and it's something that we are awakening to uh, the increasing problems in mental health and i think many of us have experienced in some form or another depression anxiety um you know and, and to create that open society more uh, less judgment listening to one another um and understanding whether well, understanding the body and and breaking that system of where um that system who just want that just wants to pump us full of medication to hide it which you know just causes more of a problem in my opinion that's, and all that. that's why that's why i believe chris that um i'm not saying everybody majority of depression and i'll talk about fibromyalgia in a minute the majority of people who are depressed is a disconnection of your own spiritual light 
because ultimately it's your heart center your connection is what we call the divine light is the center of your happiness your joy your purpose your individuality your authentic self and when we're disconnected there is you get depressed and that depression sinks in fibromyalgia people aren't questioning why are people more people getting fibromyalgia it, it's basically it's trauma it's physical pain and trauma we don't deal with and pain and trauma is trapped in the body and it manifests itself into illness and disease and that's what's happening and and it's our job to face that pain face that trauma because it's harder to do that once you go back to the spirit world okay um so thank you for that Stephen, and thank you for that uh, last question um uh, marie now, lots of great questions tonight really appreciate people connecting with us and this next question is from aaron and he asks hi guys can you talk why we don't remember anything on our past lives when we return to the earth plane uh manny's question so do you want to, i know we spoke about this earlier but maybe you just want to briefly answer that question Stephen. yeah I think, I think some of us are fortunate that we will remember snippets we'll remember bits about our past lives i do a lot of i have done a lot of ayahuasca and cambo treatments where i've been given the very perfect opportunity was able to remember certain things about my past lives but I, like chris said earlier on there is absolutely no reason why you need to remember your past life there is a uh, sort of a bit of an obsession in 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 certain parts of the movement where they want to know all about the past lives and you're living in the past there i think what's important is to live in the moment and what, what makes me laugh which spirit have said which i co completely understand and you probably agree with you as well chris is that people see the romanticize their past lives yeah, they very true they were singers and they were egyptian priests well yeah. in your past life you could have been a mass murderer you could have been <laughs> yeah do you know what i mean it, it's you could this have lived right. only six years old and you could have died because of a virus you know life expectancy not exactly long ago right. was very low so i think that's why i think there are a lot of good things of of your past lives to remember and there's also many things in your past lives i think is best to stay in the past and like chris said it will come out from your spirit when it needs to when you need to remember yeah i i truly believe that um that if we really need to recall something if it is beneficial if that past life experience is beneficial in this life right here right now it will come to you in some form dream state meditation or that memory will come back um if it can serve you in this life and help you along so it, it doesn't it, naturally it, come up what what would happen as well that if you were if you were shown uh, about your past life it can it can affect this life it can affect your decisions in this life and that's what's absolutely so we're going to move on just to i think this is going to probably be our final question so it is from sarah again and she asks for those who choose not to reincarnate again what happens to their soul do they just stay stuck in the spirit world or do they move somewhere else it's quite funny this because i was just envisaging all these lost people no. uh, but it's not quite that way no i think i think it'd be great to finish off now really about what the spirit world is and we talked yeah. about 
and the vibration. Now, a lot of us have talked about the halls of learning and spirits say uh, it's the, the most beautiful place. And you think it was such a wonderful and beautiful place. And that really, for the last question, Matt, with Manny's question, Aaron's question is, when you come from such a high vibration, such a beautiful place, if you are to remember that, you thinking, what am I doing in this dirty earth plane? I'm going to kill myself yeah. and get back to the spirit world. And that's another reason why you're not supposed to remember. I don't like using the word, are they just stuck? Well, you have free will and choice in the spirit world. I'll just give you a couple of stories. A lot of musicians, Elvis and um, Freddie Mercury, a lot of the very, very well-known uh, artists that have returned to the spirit world, they host, Michael Jackson, the host, beautiful uh, mus music concerts with Mozart and all the very well-known spiritual artists. And, and they host massive concerts in the spirit world. You have halls of learning beyond our comprehension, billions of books. They have different libraries. They have artist rooms. They have teachers. They have gardens and fountains, other planets. They have what we call the rainbow bridge where all the animals are. So I don't think any spirit's going to be stuck. I think they all have good fun up there in the spirit world. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, another thing I want to mention about reincarnation is that not only do we reincarnate for us, we build upon that a consciousness vibration. So as we are learning, we are feeding the consciousness light as well. So in a way, I'm progressing for you and you're progressing for me as well. We're all learning together. I think it's been an absolutely fantastic evening. And I think we'll have to do a couple more this week or next week, Chris, on just reincarnation. Yeah, we'll try and join everybody possibly next, uh, maybe next Monday around there. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely do a series on reincarnation. Um, inevitably, with reincarnation, as I said, it connects with universal law, karmic law. So we're going to connect those things in. Uh, if we have any more questions that haven't been able to be answered tonight, please write them down and join us next time. And it's such a fascinating subject, reincarnation. We are still learning uh, right now. There is this is um, one question leads to another. It never ends. I think what I was going to say there, Chris, it would be great also next time, which we're, we're gaining a lot of new knowledge all the time as well about family loops, ancestral yes. loops, how countries have to evolve. And it's just very relevant what's happening. So lots of fascinating questions, a lot of fascinating topics to come. And we might invest maybe invite a couple of guests into into the talk maybe next time. That would be great as well, wouldn't you, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're going to keep this going. What we'd call, we're going to call this a series of videos on reincarnation. So we're going to keep them going as long as uh, everybody out there wants to, to hear and share that information. We're going to keep doing them. Uh, and it's been a fantastic evening. Thank you, everybody who's joined us this evening for your love and for your fantastic questions that's kept us on our toes, which is what we're here for. And from uh, myself and Stephen, we just want to say always uh, walk in your truth, be the light, see the light within you, love yourself. And from us, Chris and Stephen at the Purple Mountain, we send you much love and blessings. Stay safe and well, always. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.